it's going to be very cute and i am going to try to be a plant lady Woo! painting her thumb green <laughs> it's not going to work though i'm not good at plants i think the last time i kept a plant alive was when i was in like fourth or fifth grade and, and it was had a chia to- pet <laughs> No, I did not own a chia pet. It was at school when you had to measure. We were learning about like photosynthesis and stuff, and you had to measure oh, yeah. your plant and how much it grew. But it was in like elementary school. Yeah. That's the last time I planted a plant. Well, I wish you the best. <laughs> yeah. If thanks. you need advice, don't come to me. Oh. Welcome back to another episode of Side Boobs Inside Hustles. I'm Britt. And I'm Shelby. Happy Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in. Mm-hmm. We dropped our first five episodes last week and they are thriving. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they actually are. How many downloads do we have now? Should I look real quick? Sure, yeah. I'm sure they are curious to know and I'm also curious to know today. Yeah. And then we're going to tell people and they're going to be like, that's not very many. People quit texting me. <laughs> but we think it's a lot. We're not sure. Thousand. We are at 1,087 downloads. Yeah. But that's just downloads. That doesn't include that's not the amount of people like listening to each episode more than just no, once. No, it's unique downloads. So that's how many people. Yes. So if you've listened to all five episodes, it's not counting all five downloads it's only counting that person correct so that's how many people so today on the episode we are interviewing juliana cavender yeah i love her we do love her um she is the owner of everyday butte and clifton collective here in wichita it's in um clifton square you can find it there um we're gonna ask her like how she got started what she did before she is trying to juggle motherhood and owning businesses um and that's what we're gonna talk to her about today oh we're super excited to sit down with her and especially excited to show her our jankity ass eyelashes because we haven't been able to get them done nope so before we get into talking to her let's do high key low key you're up first me okay um, okay, so my high is I have my whole office theme planned. So in this quarantine, I haven't had that many weddings. I don't have much to edit right now. So I am on Amazon and Pinterest, like pinning all the home ideas I can think of. Your Pinterest board is very responsible. Like you only have like one desk and like one wallpaper and like one where i would have like 900 and not actually pick it's very detailed like i know exactly what i want and that's what's in my board because i don't want to be overwhelmed with options yeah i'm a very good decision maker but like one wall is going to be emerald green because that's one of my favorite colors i'm going to have rose gold stuff in there to try to be a plant lady Woo! painting her thumb green (laughs) (laughs) it's not going to work though i'm not good at plants i think the last time I kept a plant alive was when I was in like fourth or fifth grade. And, and we it was had a chia to... pet? <laughs> no, I did not own a chia pet. It was at school when you had to measure. We were learning about like photosynthesis and stuff. And you had to measure oh, yeah. your plant and how much it grew. But it was in like elementary school. Yeah. That's the last time I planted a plant. Well, I wish you the best. <laughs> yeah, if thanks. you need advice, don't come to me. Oh, <laughs> I might just get all fake and then just pretend yeah. water or something. Um, my low is I'm getting fat. Stop. <laughs> no, not really. But I 
feel so drained. I haven't worked out in forever. I literally just walked into Brittany's house and I still had McDonald's crumbs on my shirt and in my bra. You just if told that's me, not sexy, I don't know what is. You told me your McDonald's order that felt like a lot. I don't know. Maybe I don't eat much. <laughs> I have a big appetite. But Guys, I got a double cheeseburger. I got a 10 piece chicken nuggets. And then I also got. <laughs> stop it. Stop listening. <laughs> cut up, cut me off. I also got. And like sausage McMuffin or something like that. And I, I ate it all before I even got to Brittany's house. And I still had crumbs on my t-shirt. Impressive. <laughs> no, okay. I have a really high metabolism. But I just feel like shit, basically, because my sleep schedule sucks. I am drinking a lot of water. But I'm not getting much sunlight. And I have a million things to do. And I'm just not treating myself very well right now. I'm not being very nice to myself. And so in return, like, I just feel bloated and tired and fat and swollen. And I sound like I'm... Maybe you should dedicate this week to that only doing good things and sleeping because your sleep schedule pisses me the fuck (laughs) off. (laughs) Oh, my God. This bitch goes to sleep at, like, 3 in the morning, (laughs) wakes up at 4 goes back to sleep at six and then sleeps till two yeah and then might take a nap yeah and it depends on if i have nightmares too yeah i have really bad night terrors guys and i'll get into that in a different episode yeah well the reason you don't have time to do anything is because your sleep schedule is fucked up i know if i could wake up at 6 30 refreshed every morning (laughs) damn that would be the life well we'll keep an eye on you okay we'll get you back what are your highs and lows um my high key is that i finally I've been seeing all these videos of people going through their closets and organizing their homes and I've been jealous because I'm too busy to do that and I finally went through my closet yeah and got rid of some clothes yeah however I can't take them or really sell them anywhere because (laughs) everything's closed (laughs) nobody wants to touch my clothes because they're infected I guess I think I've already been through all of your clothes too I know so at least I got it sorted that made me feel good um low-key Loki, you guys, I do hope that this pandemic, at least the quarantine, lasts just a little bit longer. I kind of do, too. Honestly, that's I bad really to say. Do. I've been so busy that I haven't been able to enjoy it. Well, everybody's not really enjoying it, but they should be. Like, if I wasn't busy, I would get shit, like, clean, like all those things. Well, it's nice that we don't have, like, a lot of sessions right now um, because that allows us to catch up on what we haven't been able to do while not adding new stuff to our plates. Yeah, I just want to do all the little tedious things and I still, I've been too busy to even get to that yet. So I'm thinking if it lasted like an extra month, maybe I'd be able to do what everybody else is doing. But we don't want anybody to get sick or die, obviously. No, I don't want it to like, it's just for selfish reasons. I just want another month to sit at home and maybe like bake Catch a cake. Catch up and breathe. Bake yeah. a cake? Maybe bake a cake. Some brownies or something? Yeah. Maybe like color? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Shave your legs? <laughs> yeah. Something. <laughs> Maybe like put some self-tanner on. I don't know. Just some normal things. Yeah. Not just work. Something that women usually typically do, not just sit in your office wearing the yeah. same leggings three days in a row. Yeah. So low-key kind of hope it keeps going, but don't hate me for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get started with the interview. Yeah. All right, everybody. Woo-hoo. Here is Juliana. Juliana. <laughs> 
right, guys. So we're sitting down with Juliana Cavender. We're sitting down at Everyday Butte with her. We're going to ask her a few questions. Um, so she owns Everyday Butte and Clifton Collective. What else do you do? What else do I do? Do you have like side hustles or anything that you do? Or kind of. Is it just mainly like these two and the maze location? Yeah, so it's, it's definitely these two. And then um, I did purchase one rental a couple of years ago. So mm-hmm. that's kind of an expensive side hustle that'll take years and years and years. But hopefully. Um, I want to get into rentals. I yeah, do too. Hopefully I could have a couple. I don't know. Yeah. Gotcha. Kind of going with the flow on that one. So give us a little backstory where you're from, your school history, how you got to where you are now. Um, well, it's hard to believe that I've actually been an esthetician now for 10 years. It's, you know, it's crazy how time just flies. Yeah. But um, yeah, I actually moved to Los Angeles whenever I was 16. So my nomad and vagabond life began a long time ago. And were you um, from Kansas originally? I was originally from Wichita, yeah. And okay, then okay. I had this really cool random opportunity out in L.A. And so I went out there and I lived with this host family. And once that was all um, finished after I graduated high school, I moved back to Wichita and I moved back. I tried to move back out to LA and then I moved back to Wichita. I went to Kansas City and I moved back to Wichita. I was just kind of all over the place. And um, I ended up going to college for a couple years. And um, then my mom was like, why don't you go to aesthetic school? And I thought, well, sure, I'll give it a try. So I went to aesthetic school. Um, After I graduated, I then moved to Dallas and I lived down there for several years. I worked for Sephora, I worked for a dermatologist. And then finally I opened a little suite down there. but I just missed family. I'm the oldest of four. So I came back to Wichita in 2014 and I didn't have a clientele built up. So I found a little room in Riverside. It was like 80 square feet. I mean, it was super, super tiny. And then I worked my nine to five at Foley Caterpillar. So I sold, (laughs) I helped sell tractors by day, nine to five. And then I took clients a couple days a week. And, um, yeah, I was there for about six months. And this little space in Clifton Square, College Hill, opened up, and I don't even remember how I found it, um, but it was this little nook upstairs, a little suite in Clifton Square, and I decided to take the leap, and, you know, I was listening earlier to Skin by Whitney's podcast, and just very similarly, like, making that decision of, okay, am I going to do this, or am I going to do this? And so I quit my day job and went for it crunched my numbers, figured out how many lashes do I need to do a day in a week um, to make it work. And yeah, so that was kind of the beginning here in Clifton Square. Um, I was in that suite for about eight months before the opportunity came to become an educator with a company called Bella Lash. And so I took that opportunity, moved down into the space that we're in now, and slowly but surely, we've just grown and evolved and you guys have done a lot in the last year. Yeah, we have. Like you guys made your sister store, mm-hmm. um, and then you moved it over here, actually. Yeah. So um, after being in this space, that um, in the larger space that we're in currently, uh, for a couple of years, we just were still outgrowing the space, you know, busting at the seams, with this vision of adding more Midwest makers, you know, handcrafted items. But the space just became more and more limited. So. Um, actually a couple friends of mine, Olivia and Sarah, they had the pop-up shop, Shop Mondays, and we kind of collaborated and 
thought of this idea of opening a collective and there was ironically a space available here in Clifton Square and so um, opened that and we were there a year before we got to merge spaces now so now here at EV we're were two spaces. So what was the time difference between you opening this and then opening Clifton Collective? Like how long? Oh my gosh. Did you jump right into it or was it a couple of years before you opened Clifton? Yeah, no, um, I was here for probably three years before Clifton Collective became a thing. Um, And yeah, it was so crazy because you have dreams and you have visions and you don't ever know if they're going to happen. But whenever Clifton Collective first opened, I always said, wouldn't it be so cool if Um, the space next to us if one day we got to merge them yeah we got to be there and merge it and lo and behold a year later ended up happening and it's just so cool so yeah I like it a lot now it was cool that you got to tear down the wall and now after combine the two yeah you get your lashes done and then you can go shopping Yeah, yeah and we got I mean the other space was so beautiful it had the most beautiful hardwood floors and lighting but this space the new Clifton space now is a little bit more us you know it's a it's got concrete floors and white walls and so it's definitely got a little bit more of us and our personality and into it gotcha gotcha okay so what was the inspiration behind Clifton well, at EB here, I've always loved handcrafted goods, um, mm-hmm. you know, locally made things. Shop local. Yeah, shop local. And even to skincare and apothecary. So there is like that whole niche of, of um, handcrafted skincare too. So that's kind of mm-hmm. where I got my intro into that whole world. But my interest just continued to evolve and, um, you know, the space just became more and more crammed. And so mm-hmm. um, I love local and then I love other places that are regional so Kansas City and Denver and I mean I lived in Texas for so long that I even still love Dallas but even though it's not really considered Midwest but um just Midwest kind of broadening that range a little bit and um, so for some people that might not know what is Clifton Collective Clifton Collective is um it's a Midwest artisan um, boutique. So we house Midwest artisans, Midwest makers that make everything from ceramics and macrame, prints, cards. Um, we've had a couple of pop-up boutiques in there, um, t-shirts, pint glasses, soaps, candles. Um, everything you need. Everything Anything you need. Yeah. It's a great like gift shop for like birthday, yeah. like if you need to buy something for somebody else, that's yeah. And we everything. house everybody from people that are in Wichita to Kansas City, Omaha, Iowa. I got a, a geography lesson in what the Midwest is when <laughs> opening this. I'm like, okay, what's actually in the Midwest? Yeah, I guess so, I don't know that either. Yeah, and some calendar or some maps are different. Huh? That's like weird. some maps consider certain states Midwest oh, and other maps. I can like, see that. Did you run into any struggles while trying to open either of these shops? like big hurdles to overcome that people could maybe learn from or was it just easy breezy (laughs) yeah I think that that's maybe a one of the biggest pieces of advice or knowledge that I would give people is that um there's when you're taking big leaps and big hurdles there's always going to be adversity there's always going to be friction there's always going to be um kind of that resistance if you will and so I think for Clifton, part of the part of the initial scare or fear, if you will, is obviously starting something new. With the whole aesthetics and lashes and skincare, that's something that I'm very comfortable and familiar with. Um, but with the collective, I had to do 
it's almost like I had to relearn. I had to become a student again. I had to do some research. I had to kind of figure out what I was doing. Um, and then also I had to start building relationships and, re- and rapport with these makers. You know, these mm-hmm. makers are not people that are mass selling their goods. You know, they're kind of selfish with their products too. Cause yeah, I feel like it, sometimes it is that, hard to sell. Yeah, you want to make that connection with them, and because there's an actual human being behind the the piece of jewelry or the piece of art, and so to actually make that relationship with them and invest in them and and um, them understand what your vision is, that way it can be original and unique. And um, so, yeah, opening the collective that was that was a little bit of a challenge. Just. I would say you're like one of the most intentional people that I know and it's very inspiring. Everything that you you. do has a lot of purpose behind it for Mm -hmm. sure. A lot of thought and a lot of planning also. And a lot of love. Yes. And a lot of like, I don't even know how to put this into words, but like locally owned, you, you care so much about like the local market and these small businesses. And I feel like you try to do everything you can to help them out and yeah, thank to you. like market for them and mm-hmm. show people who they are. And I'm sure they appreciate that a lot. Thanks. Yeah. I, I love it. I mean, and, and we have such a cool community here. It's growing, you know, compared yes. to whenever I moved here in 2014 to now. Wichita is very artsy. Yeah, all of a it's sudden, gaining yeah. momentum in that department. So it's really cool to see it. And I guess maybe have my own part in it a little bit um, and advocate for that. So, yeah, I think so. <laughs> you are welcome. Um, so what are you, some of your other, like, hobbies, passions, hustles? I know that you have a <laughs> rental um do you have anything else my husband would say my hobby is my or my shops (laughs) (laughs) yeah um we've just begun building a compost in our backyard so i mean i would love to do more gardening and outdoors and composting and that sort of thing but yeah we love to be outside um I was going to say plants. Yeah. Plants. Plants. Definitely like potting plants. plants. Probably your hobby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> potting plants. Um, honestly, I mean, I, I love to listen to podcasts. I love to just kind of expand my knowledge on a lot of different things. And I know that doesn't really sound like a hobby, but between... That's the best way to do like self-growth and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Kind of check out and, mm-hmm. and... See what you like and then go for it. Yeah. Um, when Tyler and I move, I really want to like start a garden or something like that. Yes. Cause I've never been able to do that. I've never had a space to actually do that. Exactly. And I want to have plants and learn how to take care of them. Well, and in situations like this pandemic and the, and the, um, stay home, you realize, oh my gosh, I could be pulling vegetables from my own garden instead of freaking out and going mm-hmm. to the grocery store. Yeah. So I know yeah. that goes a little deep, but you know, if we're all growing a little bit of food, I feel like it's a lot cool. healthier too. Oh Yeah. So how hard is it juggling um, all your businesses and being a new mom? Yeah, I mean, it's, I think I definitely, maybe a smidge underestimated, <laughs> you know, you juggle all of these things and, and like you said, you try to be intentional about your time and, and what you're really spending time on. And then you throw this little baby in the mix and not to mention even my husband. I mean, just really trying to prioritize time. That's a constant, um, strive for for rhythm and balance in that with a baby though she's just so awesome (laughs) she really is She's so great she's shot baby it's crazy to me that you can just carry her around all day and she just chills oh my gosh yeah i remember i was getting my eyelashes done in the spa room over here and i just 
I was laying there with my eyes closed and I was relaxed and all of a sudden I just heard baby noises. And baby, everybody agrees on this, I think, that baby noises are the best noises to hear. Yeah. And it was just so sweet and genuine and it was Well, that always makes me feel better because, so before having Worthy, I was very, I'm still very sensitive to noise. Like I'm very noise sensitive. Like I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, be quiet, be quiet. But then so many people were like, oh my God, I love it. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I'm glad you feel that way because I feel bad if Mm -hmm. she's crying or, you know, I just don't want to interrupt anybody else's um, space and time. But I think anybody would feel bad, but I think most of the clients feel like it's like, I don't know. It's kind of exciting. I don't know. It is exciting to have like a baby here. I I don't ever see babies. (laughs) I feel like a lot of people who get um, like their eyelashes done here or anything really, um, we're all like older adult women and a lot of them are moms also. Mm -hmm. So I think everybody's just kind of used to it. Yeah. Talk about your involvement with the Wichita moms. Yeah. Right. Whenever I opened um, the shop here in Wichita, once I moved back, I got connected with Wichita Moms Walk and I don't even remember how. But I got connected with this uh, community of women that I honestly couldn't even entirely relate to because at that point in time, I didn't have kids, but they are just so amazing. They are some of my favorite people here in Wichita. Um, But yeah, they're just a community of women that they host events. Um, They try to help moms, you know, have things to do. And um, it's just so cool. It's it's a community of moms and different events that they host. And um, they're, they're a big advocate for local and small business too and they're just so great and now it's cool being a mom i can be a part of that community in a different way and so i'm that's sure been a lot it's of fun. cool for them to watch you grow because they were with you before you were a mom before, yeah. before you were a mom and then they just got to watch you through your pregnancy and now being a new mom and i think that's really cool for them i'm sure yeah they have an event called uh, bloom and it's for new um, new and to be moms, new moms and moms to be. And I didn't know if I was going to be able to make it. And Angela, she was like, you have to be there. Like you have, you have to, like, this is actually like you now, you know, you have to be there. And so it, and it was, it was so cool to be there and be a part of it. That's awesome. So your relationship with Logan, like how did it happen? When did it happen? We will like want to know evolution. Everything. Yeah. I kind of wondered evolution. if this would come up. It's so funny. Uh, okay. So actually, and I'm glad that I get to tell the story because Logan <laughs> would tell, you know, like the Something sappy different. side of the story. <laughs> so maybe we do need to ask so, him later. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you the, the juicy version. But no, we actually met when I was 16 and I don't even recall. So there's six years difference between us. So he was just like a little, little guy, Mm -hmm. you know, when I'm 16, he's like 10 or 11, (laughs) but we met at at a church. So he actually grew up with my cousins in Valley Center and I did not, I did not know him because of, you know, the age difference between me and my cousins and myself and him. Um, But he recalls us meeting at church in Valley Center uh, a long time ago. And then uh, after I moved back to Wichita, I got word that Life Church opened up here in Wichita and they started in a middle school, Coleman Middle School off Woodlawn. And so I was there and um, he all of a sudden came up to me and he was like, Hey, are you related to so and so? You know, my cousins in Valley Center. Yeah. He's like, Oh my God. And so we just became friends and um, he's a musician. I love music. Uh, all kinds of music and so we really bonded over music and 
um, our love for that. And so just became friends and dated a little bit, planned a wedding in three months, and now here we are. How long were you guys friends for? We were friends for a few months, and then we began dating, and we got married around a year after dating. Okay. So, yeah, and we kind of did our wedding and our and our engagement, um, you know, kind of, what's the word? In a rush. Untraditional, yeah. there we go, yeah. Well, so. Brittany and I were talking about, like, our relationships, and they, it was, like, full speed ahead when they happened, and, like, time doesn't matter, so. Yeah. If people you think kinda, time matters, then screw them. Yeah, <laughs> well, guess. and, like, with the wedding, you know, we only planned it in a few months, and it was a great opportunity to literally say, okay, well, that's a, that's not working out, this isn't going to work out, nix it, nix it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Instead of getting fixated on certain details, we were just like, okay, well, I'll, I guess we're not doing this for our wedding or this yeah. because it's not whatever was it's not working out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was beautiful though. Yeah, it was so beautiful. Thank you. It was so nerve wracking, and I've let you know, um, Ashley Burbank. It was so cool to see her wedding because I could relate to some of that yeah. with mm-hmm. the weather and with really just taking it in stride. And I think a lot of a lot of people that get married can because it rained for two weeks before our wedding, and it was. Typically, it's so nice. It's like 70 degrees that time yeah. of the year. And no. yours was outdoors. <laughs> it was, like was an outdoor wedding. Right? It was an outdoor wedding. And then the day of our wedding, it was 70 degrees. So we're like, let's hurry up. Yeah. Let's, let's get this do done this. over with. Yeah. Um, so I know that you're big on like self-help, bettering yourself, making sure that you're the best version of yourself. Can you talk about like things that you've done to evolve into the person that you are now? Oh, I feel like it's. A continual evolution because even yesterday my husband and I we were talking about certain things that I want to do to get better you know to refine myself and I just feel like it's a continual journey it's a continual introspective you know always looking in and and thinking where can I grow um, counseling and therapy have really opened my eyes to places that I needed to heal and places that I needed to mend certain things in my life. And so um, I would say that that's probably the biggest. That and my relationship with God are definitely the two things that have healed wounds and made it made it so that I can be the best version of myself. Instead of holding on to that baggage or holding on to certain pains and hurts, I've been able to grow through them and out of them. And it's it allows a little bit more freedom to just be who you are yeah we had talked about in the past kind of like really wanting to heal all of our traumas so Mm -hmm. that they're not passed on through generations because that is a thing and I think you mentioned some sort of like was it an eye therapy oh yeah making that up what is that yeah EMDR it's I forget what it stands for eye movement desensitization something um yeah it's a pretty cool it's so hard to explain but you basically so you know how they always say your eyes are the window to your soul well actually like there are certain pathways that happen in your brain and through talk therapy it's like the number one way to really work through certain things to work through your traumas and so it kind of feels like you're in a trance it kind of feels like you're like in a daydream um, but yeah, you'll have to Google it. Google what it is actually it like does. Lucid dreaming, kind of. Do you know what that is? It's kind of. It just provides an opportunity for you to kind of be in a daydream and kind of free flow talk, 
and you know, I don't even really remember what I was speaking about. I just remember free flow I think speaking. That's so cool. Yeah, I know. It is. It is very freeing because mm-hmm. you're just kind of talking. Um, and actually, I have to say, what I did was actually called brain spotting. So Google brain spotting and EMDR. Um, Um, yeah, Google brain spotting and EMDR, they're, they're a little different. EMDR, you hold like little triggers in your hands and they vibrate and kind of, um, prompt you to do certain things, say certain things. Um, but yeah, it just allows you the opportunity to freely speak and kind of pop those bubbles, if you will, kind of get to the core of what's going on of a certain trauma kind of. Mm -hmm. I think any kind of therapy is so beneficial for people, even if they think they don't need it, because you could go to a therapist and talk about stuff and not even realize that you have like weight on your shoulders. Oh yeah, I'm a huge, I'm a huge advocate for counseling. Logan and I, we actually started going to counseling while we were dating, and it was, it's a really big deal to me, because I, I know the benefit it's had in my life, and so it was really important to me that I married somebody that saw the value in that as well. And I mean, we still go to this day and we kind of think of it as um, kind of keeping the engine in check, you know, keeping oil in your engine instead of when it breaks down. I think a lot of people are too proud or they think that they're like above. They don't think that things affect them as much as they do. So they're like, I don't need therapy. I don't need to talk about stuff. And I'm like, you probably do though. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I've even had those situations where people are like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You go to counseling and I'm like what yeah (laughs) wait what what do you mean um and you know my counselor they all they all say that there is still a stigma around that and I don't really feel like I see it so much because you know your vibe attracts your tribe and it is funny the people that I typically speak to about counseling they either are going themselves or they want to go and they are like oh my gosh can I get the name and number of your person you know so I think that there is a big need and people want that freedom to be able to talk about that part of their life and and not feel so shamed or shunned for it without telling their friends and their friends being biased and stuff like that and yeah and honestly it's by going to counseling I used to talk to my family about everything or my friends or whatnot, and I still do. I'm still, you know, an open book, but it's really kind of honed in who I have certain conversations with because I know, you know, whenever I'm in counseling, I can really just get down to it and have those conversations. And yeah, it limits the bias. Um, Yeah, it's a much more neutral environment. Um, I don't know if this is still your favorite book, but I know at one point your favorite book was The Untethered Soul. Is that true? It's so awesome. Yeah. I'm rereading it right now. I, I never heard of it. read it really bad. It's awesome. It's, I'm reading it completely different now than I did the first time. Yeah, I need to reread it so badly. And I feel like I start books and then I stop. And, you know, I'm kind of like that even with podcasts. Like I hit play. Oh, okay, pause. Hit play. <laughs> and But, yeah, it's such a great book. What and is it about? how to explain it it's like your inner voice it's it's about like quieting your mind and not listening to the voices not getting overwhelmed with all the things that are in your head i think i need that right now yeah you do (laughs) with all the stuff i'm going through yeah they call your inner voice what like the the roommate in your head yeah your roommate okay yeah just kind of simplifies things um so what is your relationship now with Logan compared to maybe re- relationships that you've had in the past because obviously you being as like centered and awesome as you are now you attracted like this better human being so compared yeah, to exactly <laughs> that right there um 
Yeah, I I realized it's so funny. I turned thirty, and I always joke that my life just like completely. I always get this wrong. Oh, is it a one eighty or is it a three sixty? It's one eighty. Three sixty, you're come back around. Okay, I said one eighty. One eighty. I almost said three sixty on the podcast the other day, but I was like one eighty. Yeah, I I still sometimes say three sixty. Yeah, I turned thirty, and my life just did a complete one eighty. I just. I realized that I, up until that point, I had put God on the back burner in my life, and I knew if I did not begin to put my relationship with God and my wellness at the forefront, you know, my heart and my mind and my soul, that wellness at the forefront, like you say, being intentional about, um, you know, pouring into yourself, I knew I was going to regret it. And so in that season is when I met Logan. And Logan is just the best person to facilitate that mutual growth in me, um, in himself. He's super intentional about himself, and then obviously together. So, I mean, we have our we have our moments. We're both creatives. We're both extrovert. We both have a lot of opinions. But he is he's just the best person in the sense that um, we put God first, and we try to really prioritize our time. And and like we talked about going to counseling and just just being intentional about about living an, an intentional lifestyle and with each other is mm-hmm. awesome. which that's a constant thing like prioritizing time together like I'll mm-hmm. just put that out there it's oh yeah yeah I don't know it's hard it's hard to prioritize your time accordingly but especially with everything that you guys do and have going on and with a new baby yes too. yeah yeah it can be a lot you do stuff all day he's got band stuff and he probably has night shows so then yeah what do mm-hmm. you do with the baby you can't make it i don't know that sounds really tough to me but. yeah well we're both incredibly passion driven people and so we both love and appreciate each other's passions which i i love that i mean it's one of my favorite things about our relationship is we are each other's biggest cheerleader you know he doesn't think i'm crazy and i don't think he's crazy for our dreams and ambitions and so we understand what it takes and you know being a few years older than him i understand that season of really busting bum to make it happen and to make it work i mean you guys know Mm -hmm. you were talking on the podcast earlier about kind of you know the photography and nursing thing and having to make that decision for yourself and i get it and i am so happy that i did photography instead because it just brings me to like a whole different world I didn't even know existed with creatives and with like even like you guys like I would have never met you guys if I did nursing yeah it's and a different group of people it's than a supportive nurse, group would... of people and they've all been there and know what you're going through and it's just nice it's yeah nice. And, and it's relaxing it's amazing to be able to pursue your dreams and have the support whether yes. it's from your spouse, your significant other, or just a community of people, it makes you feel less crazy and yeah. makes you feel yeah, less cause like all of us went down like the what is it less taken, less beaten road path. less traveled road less yes <laughs> that one <laughs> yes that one and we all just kind of like jumped in not knowing like what the future would be like and it's just nice that other people you're around other people who have also done the same thing and know what you're going through. Yeah, I definitely just talking to your friends. I definitely know who I can tell people what my dreams are and who I can't. Yeah, like who's gonna be like, oh, that's awesome, versus like you know the conservative. Yeah, they're like, you want to know what Logan always says is, oh, how does he say it? He says something like, watch what people say and do when you tell them your dreams, and that'll tell you a lot about who that person is, kind of in your 
in your circle. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Definitely. And I, that's why I think it's important not to compare your step two to somebody else's step, like let's say 20, yeah. 200, whatever. Um, because everybody is in a different step on their journey and, and, um, you never know what step somebody else is on. You know what I mean? Yep. Like it, it may look like you've got it all together or you've got it all figured <laughs> out, but really yeah. you're like, oh, I'm just hanging on here. That's, that's me right now. Actually. <laughs> I feel you honestly, yeah. after having baby, like that's how I felt. It was mm-hmm. so crazy. I mean, I just thought I would be able to keep it all together and keep my stuff in line and prioritized and it was like oh my gosh I'm not getting any sleep my body is completely depleted of nutrients because I'm feeding this little human and I'm trying to juggle all of these things that I have such an abundance of gratitude for like it was nothing out of not being thankful it was just literally like oh my god so I don't much to know. do and no time to do it yeah and... I don't know and it really opened my eyes you know, during my entire pregnancy, I did chiropractic care. I, um, I got a doula and I was just super intentional about fully understanding what it was going to be like to have a baby and then fully trying to understand what it was going to be like after having baby. And so after I had worthy, I was just asking myself daily, Jules, how you doing? You know, how are you doing mentally? And I was fine. I was great. I was like, I'm actually kind of in protector mode of this little human needs me. So I was okay on that end. So I Mm -hmm. registered, oh, I'm good. And then the busyness of life came swooping in and I was like, I'm not good. Like I'm, I'm just, I don't know. It was such a weird mixture of emotions of just like frustrated, I think, because I'm, I'm so used to capitalizing my time and doing so much in one day. And I can't now because this baby needs me needs you yeah. needs me needs and top you. priority yeah and I'm not gonna wake her up from her nap and things like that that I thought were so ridiculous before I had a baby like whenever people are like well we need to get home because we need to get little Johnny to bed I'm like oh, okay and you now I'm like out. oh my gosh yeah I, I totally know what you're saying but um you know I think just trying to be open to different seasons of your life and understanding that it's okay showing yourself grace and you know whenever you go through things like that it helps you have more grace for other people which I think in the world that we live in is one of the one of the biggest um, traits we could really have toward one another so kind of closing in on all of this um, what all do you offer at Everyday Butte and like what is like your personal like favorite treatment that you can get here eyelashes facials waxes whatever yeah we talked a lot about clifton but not really about everyday beauty tell us about the lashes yeah the lash place uh well we are all estheticians and so yes we specialize in lash extensions we i mean we all do lash extensions and we all specialize in it jessica's incredible haven courtney katie shelly myself um but in conjunction, since we all are all estheticians, we all do skincare treatments too. So facials, chemical peels, waxing, Haven sugars, um, do body waxing. I get complete anxiety at the, at the thought of doing makeup. <laughs> Katie is an incredible makeup artist. She's so good. She's so good. She actually won Naha this year, Makeup Artist of the Year, which that's kind of a hair hair convention, mm-hmm. but. Um, yeah, she won makeup. I saw that. I didn't know what it was, but it seemed like a big deal. I was excited. I was like, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that's what I mean. Like, it's kind of a hair thing. So I, I feel a little removed, like as far as not fully understanding, but a 
according to everybody, it's kind of like winning an Oscar. So it's like wow. the big deal like in the hair world. Go Katie. So, I know. She's a rock star. So, yeah, we do all aesthetic treatments, and but we do. We specialize in lashes. We we rock out lashes all day, every day. How are you feeling right now that <laughs> all of your lashes are gone? I'm naked, and I'm almost a brunette. I almost, <laughs> I'm almost a brunette, and I don't have any lashes left. I do. I have some. Yeah, you do. I have just good. a little, little bit. I know. All of our clients, they're so precious. They're like, before the shutdown happened, you guys are considered essential, right? Oh, that is so sweet of you to ask that. And they were serious. They were like, oh, honey. <laughs> no, you're like, you're serious, right? I'm like, oh no I'm sorry we're not but yeah they're so great they can't wait to come back and yeah we're gonna do a funny post I'm trying to figure out what to actually post photo wise but I want our clients to tag us like hashtag quarantine lashes or something because we want to see have, like, all of their couple busted of lashes like, yes you should <laughs> two lashes you should. On one yeah. I would just do like a post every day because yeah. what else I mean yeah you ain't got nothing else going on. That's for sure. You're going to be really Do busy. Do a giveaway of like the worst lashes <laughs> or something. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, but there's probably so many people. Well, I guess like the most janky. The most janky yeah. eyelashes win a candle or something. <laughs> All like the twisty turn. I'm not brushing mine ones. for two days now. <laughs> <laughs> so you could be our first submission. Okay. Deal. You're going to be really busy when everybody needs to get back in here though. Yeah. Full set. Yeah. Appointments and, for everybody. Yeah, it's going to be kind of nutty. But that's good because we're, we're going to be ready to we're going to be ready to go. Oh, I'm sure you guys are all just like antsy at home too. Oh my gosh. So the first day back will be great no matter how busy it is. Yeah, so I'm kind of trying to learn new new systems. Oh, yeah. Like have you ever heard of Slack? Yeah. So instead of a group message, like we just got on Slack and it's been so funny and fun because we have one Android user and our oh. crew, and I won't name names. Mm. <laughs> that got, person. That <laughs> person, you know who you are. Sorry, <laughs> but our message was always green, and it was just always a little funky. So I was like, okay, let's get on Slack or something. But we will text each other every few nights, like a cheers or something. And then we started texting each other our busted lashes. And, yeah, we're just all ready to be back. And <laughs> we're ready to be back with each other and with our clients. We... I mean, we are with each other. My husband always tells me, he's like, you're with, you're at work more than you're at home. And so, yeah, we're, we're with each other all the time. And so we're excited. We're ready. Very fun. Well, we appreciate you sitting down with us and answering yes. all of our questions. Um, tell all the people where to find you and all of your businesses <laughs> online. Um, Everyday Butte on Instagram. It's just at Everyday Butte. And then website, www.everydaybutte.com. <laughs> and then Clifton Collective uh, on Instagram is just at Clifton Collective. And then cliftoncollective.com. And you? Me? Oh. You need friends too. Yeah, my Instagram, Juliana Phillips Cavender. Yeah. And I post a lot of worthy, and I post a lot of plants. Everybody loves plants yeah. and babies nowadays. <laughs> plants, and babies so. like my, plant, plants, lashes, and babies is like my entire feed of photos on my on it's my best. And even though they're closed right now, you can still shop online. Clifton Collective and Everyday Butte. It's hard to say. It Clifton, is. Collective. Clifton Collective. I think it just rolls <laughs> off the tongue. Well, Clifton you're just a collective. champ, Shelby. <laughs> I'm tongue tied. All right, guys, that's all we have for today. You can find us at sideboobs.sidehustles. You can find me, Brittany, at roamingreverie underscore. And me, Shelby, at probably shelves. That's it. I think that's it. Yeah, we're out. 
I need a nap. It's really early. Peace. <laughs> this is the earliest interview we've ever done. Yeah. So. Really? <gasps> yeah. Oh God, that's so. <laughs> usually they're like in the afternoon at like two or three. Are you or usually like up that. by now? Yeah, yeah, I'm usually up, yeah. but I don't usually talk this much this yeah. early. Or, I'm at home by myself or, talking to my dog. Or dress this well. Yeah. I know. I told I told her um, this is the first time that I've gotten ready. 